Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bags, the podcast for below average golfers by two below average golfers. My name is Owen Smith, and as always, joined by my guy, Caleb Wallen. Caleb, how are we doing tonight? Man, I'm feeling great. That you know, like we talked about last week, up something seasons in full swing. Um, oh, yeah. can't wait to get into it. Yeah, we have a ton of great stuff that's happened over the weekend. Uh, one of them you'll hear today in today's episode, which is great. Um, and then I'll just say this we have some uh, exciting guests upcoming in the next couple of episodes or so. Clearly, it'll be in, um, in the description of those episodes, we'll be teasing it all over Twitter. Um, speaking of Twitter, follow us there at Bags Golf. Um, we're starting to put out content on TikTok and Instagram. Um, and then if everything went well with this episode, we might have some clips up on YouTube. We are recording on video this time, um, giving that a try, kind of seeing how things go. Um, and yeah, just going to continue to grow the pod um, and, and provide content not only on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, but on YouTube um, TikTok and Instagram uh, with some of the video platforms. So um, a lot to cover in today's episode. Uh, thank you everybody for the feedback on last episode. It was one of our favorites um, and got a lot of good feedback on it. A lot of good listens. Uh, so good to see that everybody's continuing to check in with us, but let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, we're just going to jump right into below average, above average golf moments of the week. Uh, Caleb, take it away. All right, so um, kind of like a couple weeks ago, my, um, you know, for you, but my below average golf moment of the week was not being able to play this week, unfortunately. Um, we were able to take a little extended vacation um, over the weekend down to my grandparents' lake house in Arkansas. So, you know, no nice. golf for me this weekend. Um, but got to enjoy the lake. Um, the lake that they live on, it has like this big mountain in the middle of it. So we were able to, to hike that and uh, had a good time there. Uh, I will say my, my above average of the week, um, being that I didn't play, I was watching the Travelers most of the weekend during the travel time, you know, during the, the downtime at the house. And I'm going to give props to Keegan Bradley and his bunker shot on 17. Um, the bunker shot over the water, I would be terrified and he stuck that guy to like three feet. It was incredible. I know I texted you right away and I was like, yeah. did you see what just happened? Because I was blown away by, by that bunker shot. Yeah, that, that shot was amazing. I unfortunately did not see it live, but I think I've rewatched that like a hundred times. It was, it was uh, amazing what he was able to do. Um, and it plays right into my below uh, average golf moment of the week. But um, but no, that was good. And glad you got to watch the the travelers. Um, so we'll be able to, to recap that here in a minute or two. Um, but yeah, no golf. That's tough. That's that's tough. But hey, it was it was time with family time on the lake. Like if I'm not out of the golf course, that would probably be one of my uh, top places to be um, during the summer months. So um, can yeah, and with, I mean. It was so hot too. Like I almost like, I think had I been on the golf course, I would have just been roasting because, you know, it was still, I think upper nineties, lower hundreds where we were at on the lake. Um, yeah. And, you know, when I got back in the car, it was it, the thermometer said 110. So oh. I was like, man, I I'm glad 
that we're uh, that we might be taking this week off. Yeah, that's a that's a good time to be on the lake um, when when it's that type of weather. Um, I I used to go all the time uh, down at Lake Monroe, and um, that that time has passed for for the time being. So um, definitely miss it. Yeah, if I'm not on a golf course, would would love to be out there. But um, have you ever played golf down, or is that your first time down there? I'm assuming you've been there. No, a so. Times. My grandparents have owned the land for a really long time, um, but they just recently put the house there in the last five, 10 years. I don't remember exactly. Um, but it's Greer's Ferry Lake in Arkansas. And they have like three or four courses that are like surrounding the lake almost. And it's kind of part of like their Arkansas state golf trail. Um, oh. Yeah. So I think it would be a lot of fun if we can ever coordinate, you know, a bags trip, you know, to go go down there and play those couple courses, hang out on the lake and just chill at the house. Cause it, yeah. I've, I've played those courses before and they are really fun layouts. Cause you know, a couple of them are right next to the water. A couple of them are in the woods next to the water. So, you know, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah, no, that would be, that'd be a good time. We're definitely going to get some bag strips uh, scheduled. We've talked about it for so long. I'm trying to make something yeah. happen. Then we both were like, Oh, let's have kids and, uh, get really busy for a little bit, but no, we'll, yeah. we'll make something work, um, and definitely make some, some content from that. Um, yeah, I would love to play some golf around a lake or in that general area. So that's, that's awesome. But, um, okay. So don't really have any above average golf moments to share with you. Um, it was a tough, tough week on the course, uh, for me, I, I, I played decent. I played out at purgatory, uh, on Tuesday in Noblesville, Indiana. It's a tough course. It's a nice course, probably one of the better courses in Indiana. Um, and I played there, I shot a 45 on the front, which I'm happy with, and then turned around and, you know, kind of blew up my game. And I think I ended up shooting like 50, 53, 52, um, whatever the math is to add up to 96, 51. Okay. Uh, but either way, so I kind of had a bad, <laughs> a bad back nine. Um, and then I um, ended up playing out at Prairie View, which is in Carmel, Indiana on uh, Sunday. And another tough time, one. another tough one, another very tough course. Um, it was a great course. I mean, when I walked in, I asked uh, if they, you know, do, you guys have a range, right? And they're like, yeah, you just go get the range balls down at the range. Like, you don't, it's one of those courses you don't pay for range yeah. balls. Like it's really good practice facility and everything. Um, but anyways, played awful. I mean, I just had, I was playing pretty well, probably the first six holes. And then um, I got seven, seven, eight to end out the front nine. And then I think I started the back nine, seven, eight. So I was just terrible streak. And you know, when you yep. get on a streak of double, triple quad bogeys, you just like, you get in your head, you start oh, like yeah. swinging incorrectly. You're trying to fix things while you're on there, whatever. Um, so all that to say a lot of below average golf um, going on. Um and like I said, bunker shots, I could not get out of the bunker. There's a lot of bunkers um, on Prairie There's View. There's so many. I could not so get out. So many. I could not get out. So um, I had a lot of <laughs> a lot of lost strokes there uh, by just struggling to get out of those. And then I, I was telling you, you know, I, I go so back and forth with my driver. 
Um, but I was just, I was crushing the ball. Now, of course there, I had my bad, I had a couple bad ones to start out. Um, and you know, throughout the round, but I was crushing some, but I was hitting it so long that it was going into the Heather into just some tall grass. Like I just couldn't find a fairway to save my life. And it was so frustrating because I, you know, you feel when you hit the sweet spot on your driver, you can, you can tell it's a noticeable difference. And I was hitting them and it was going, you know, straight, maybe a little draw. And I just would end up in bad position. I lost so many balls (laughs) during the round. I couldn't get out of bunkers. I, you know, just had a bunch of blow up holes in a row. So it's not just one moment. It's, it's a whole moment (laughs) of the the whole, whole round was uh, full of moments uh, of below average golf, but you know, got to play with my dad for the first time this season, which is good. Um, yeah, and overall, overall was out at the course. So I guess I can't complain yeah. too much. Yeah. But those are super hard courses. Like I, I was fortunate enough to be able to play those. Um, we in club golf up at ball state, um, hopefully sometime we can get my vice president while we were there, Evan <laughs> Teed on here. Yes. Um, he and I both have some stories about that, those two courses, but um yeah man those uh, those wrecked us both i mean it was two day tournaments both times and it prairie view was actually the state course this year which you know they're on the rotation so um i don't know if, how long it's been there but um but yeah it's it's a tough course i remember playing prairie view where day 1 i only had one or two bunker shots so i was pretty proud of myself like Hey, I'm staying out of bunkers. These are, these look tough. We got to stay out of them. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't remember what I scored up probably somewhere in the nineties at that point still, cause it was a hard course, but um, you know, two bunker shots, one bunker shot, whatever it was going into day two, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the exact same thing. Whatever. I had 22 bunker shots, dude. It was, I mean, one per hole. Yeah whatever the math works out to like 1.3 per hole, whatever it was, dude, they're tough. Tough courses. I mean, nice. I, it, the, the oh, experience yeah. was great. And, but yeah, you, it's just a different level of course. And yeah. I know like some people that's just, that's their normal. Right. But for me, we've talked about it. We play, you know, some relative, relatively easy open courses a lot. And, um, so to go from playing that normally to then playing both of those in the same week. Now I was happy with my purgatory performance cause I played pretty well on the front. Um, and I, you know, again, I had some blow poles on the back and, but I still kind of strung, I mean, I broke a hundred, right. I'm, I'm happy with that, but I did not break a hundred at Prairie View. So that was tough. <laughs> it was tough to, yeah. it's a little, it, it can be a little demoralizing and I, I might need to go get a round out of Arrowhead uh, and Greenfield to, to piece myself together a little bit, but yeah. Um, but yeah, tough courses, but great courses. And yeah, the state, I think the state finals here in Indiana were just like a week or two ago at Prairie View. So yes, they were there. Um, so Amelia's cousin graduated from Newcastle this year and her, one of her really good friends was um, one of the kids that like finished tied for second or tied for third. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he, he played really well out there. I heard a story from the starter that like, I guess they had to go to playoff holes or something along those lines. And the kid yeah. was hitting like two fifty with a three iron 
and just was very consistent and clearly won. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I've the starter was talking all about it while we were waiting to to tee off. But um, yeah, and the kid that won was a sophomore. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he would whoop us, dude. Oh yeah, easily. One hundred percent. Winning state I mean, out at Prairie View. I think. Oh. Uh, I don't know what the final score was. I think it was close to like maybe five over for the two days or something like that. But like, it was crazy. I was five over in the last two two holes. <laughs> of the two front holes nine, of the front so. nine. <laughs> so yeah, but oh man, but no um yeah great courses definitely recommend to check them out if you haven't played at them um and we'll i i love purgatory uh, it's pretty close to to where i'm at um so hopefully we can get some content shot out there um as well oh, and sure. then once i get better we'll go out to prairie view again and uh play out there yeah but. yeah there's there's some stories from prairie view i eventied will will attest to some yeah. of those stories because did you go like when you went to the range, did you go through the little like practice like facility and go to the range or did you go like just straight outside? Um, I drove, I was outside the whole time, but I just drove down to okay. the range from the clubhouse. So I don't, I saw, I mean, there was a building down there. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So that, that's okay. like a little practice facility with like um, a putting green on the inside it has like the imitation bunkers. And then it oh. has, um, it has like three or four maybe bays that you hit, you know, out of a garage essentially down into the range. And there was just some some interesting moments from from there from the the Ball State team. Um, I'm sorry, the Muncie team. Yeah, but yeah. We'll uh, we'll discuss those whenever we can get Evan on. Cool. We'll say that. We'll tease that. Uh, yeah, for for when we get Evan on, but. Uh, good deal. Good deal. Well, yeah, done a lot of uh, above average golf uh, from me, but yeah, some below average golf moments and shout out to, to Keegan Bradley for being able to get out of a bunker and give us a above average golf moment of the week. So, all right, everybody, we've been talking about it. It is officially up to something season as we present to you our first sponsor here on episode number six. It is one of my favorite brands. It is one of Caleb's favorite brands. It is the one, the only, Travis Matthew. Travis Matthew's innovative fabrics keep you looking and feeling your best, offering supreme comfort for every aspect of your life. With clothing that is quick drying, wrinkle resistant, and super soft, you can move seamlessly from work to play. Get 20% off your first purchase at travismathew.com and visit the link below that can be found in the description of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're watching this, uh, to support the Bags team and support Travis Matthew and make sure that you're feeling good out on the course and at home. Yes, um, and speaking of being able to get out of bunkers, <laughs> oh boy, the uh, the travelers. Uh, for the for the listeners that didn't watch uh, the Sahith Sahith, I don't. I'm gonna butcher that. So. Mr. Thigala, I, you know, I apologize for butchering the name, but um, coming down 18, all he had to do essentially I thought was par. Um, he had a one stroke lead over Xander and uh, put his shot in the bunker, which probably caught a, a rough break as far as the ball didn't roll down as much as he wanted to. 
Um, but it looked like to me he he would have had room to kind of just chunk one out with a high lofted wedge. And then, you know, with how he was playing, he was pretty dialed. So, I, you know, dad and I were sitting there watching, you know, I was thinking he's going to chunk one out, you know, put a wedge to six or seven feet. And I think he was like 43 of 43 inside five feet for the tournament. So, oh, wow. you know, I would have felt pretty good about that. Um, but man, he, he caught, it looked like he caught the lip and the ball rolled right back to where it was. And then that's when he chunked it out and then ended up missing the putt and double bogeying the whole, um, the whole time Xander was right behind him, uh, watched the, the bunker shot unfold. And then, you know, he gets out of the bunker, hits his next shot and has a clear path for Xander to go down the fairway. He pipes one down the middle. Um, and then by the time he gets up to his ball, he's watching the gala, you know, miss his putt for bogey to double bogey and was able to stick one to like four feet, three feet, whatever it was and knocked it in for the win. I was so happy for Xander. Like, Oh yeah. So he, uh, yeah, he made some bad decisions. I think the, I was, I, I saw something that the tracker where you can kind of, you know, keep up with the tournament or whatever um that it said that his ball went four inches and people were like it went four inches backwards like that's what dad said yeah that ball traveled a full eight inches and it was four forward and four backwards yep yep so yeah some mental mistake i mean he's a rookie so he doesn't that's that's his first kind of you know uh wound to heal a little bit but um but i'm so happy for xander like he's just oh yeah He's for some reason to me, Xander's like the feel good golfer. I don't know why, but he just like, you just feel like he's the nice guy. Like you just like to see him win, like when he won the gold medal. And then Mm -hmm. this is, this was his first win since then. Um, And then it just so happens to be on the one year anniversary of his wedding. Of his wedding. uh, Right. Yeah. So, yeah. um, So yeah. What, what a, what a date for him uh to yeah. yeah to get married and then turn around a year later and and win a tournament um but yeah I, w- I was happy to see him win i thought he was gonna run away with it again i didn't i watched a lot of kind of thursday friday coverage i didn't watch as much weekend coverage um so i thought he was just gonna run away with it i didn't know sahith was kind of in in it until i was you know watching the scores on my phone a little bit um but yeah super happy for xander and uh yeah and you know being his first solo win since 2019 um you know as far as a a sanctioned pga tour event um he did win the gold medal um last year he did win the uh team competition down with patrick cantlay who he was who he was paired with which cantlay blew up that was crazy to come out to the living room and see his scores on the front nine. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm so happy for Xander. I'm a big Xander guy. Um, you know, and like we said, to do it on the one year anniversary of his wedding, like how awesome of a gift he's going to take home a trophy. Like, Hey, I just got this massive paycheck. Here's a trophy, you know, let's, let's celebrate. So, you know, good for him. Yeah. Well, he'd take probably one, one and a half home, one and a half mil home probably yeah on that one. every bit so, yeah. yeah um so yeah that, that, that was awesome he was i think we talked about him briefly or he shut it down but clearly not going to live yet at least 
um, which is good. So he's, you know, staying on, winning the tournament. Amazing. Um, and then just hoping that he can keep it alive. I, my first run in with Xander was the masters in 2021. It's like, you know, I've known about him. He's clearly been in the mix for a while, but like, that's when I kind of became a fan and when he blew up and uh, I was just so disappointed and I was like, please, Mm -hmm. please. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, so I, I, be, I became a fan of him around that point. Um, and then just always, yeah, super happy. Like I said, he's, he's a feel good golfer to me. Um, and yeah, hopefully he continues this on and, uh, wins a couple more events, uh, with, with PGA. So, um, yeah, absolutely. And all of the stuff with the Ryder cup, he played really well at the Ryder cup. Yeah. You know, he was the one sliding down the hill with the big old stogie. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love exactly. it, man. And yeah. it's like, he turns it on when he puts on the red, white, and blue. And, you know, if you know me, that's just awesome. I, I can't tell you how much I, I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. I think Caleb loves Ryder Cup, President's Cup more than anybody I know. Like, I, oh, I, I enjoy it, but, like, Caleb dives into that. I Dude, love it. put USA on the chest. I will love anything. <laughs> USA Shuffleboard, let's go. Get me there. Let's go. I'll watch Hey, we'll have a uh, what the World Cup to watch. Are you gonna watch that? Are you a soccer guy? Mm, yeah, go USA. There you That's go. <laughs> the only the only time I watch soccer is the World Cup. Same, same. But and then I become a same. devoted fan. I'm not gonna lie, but I've been trying to keep up with it a little bit just so I don't go in completely blind. Yeah. Um, you know, good for the women's national team getting what getting the pay that they deserve because. They absolutely deserve more than the men if we're going to call, you know, if there's going to be any type of inequality, then it should be the men not getting as much because the women are wrecking yeah. the world, it seems like. So, yeah. good, good for them. Exactly. Yeah. No, they, uh, they're back in it. They were, it was a rough couple of, couple of years uh, for all men's national team here in the USA. But, anyways, back to golf talk. Um, back to golf. Um, speaking of live, so, uh, there was a bunch of speculation. There was a bunch of names. There was Morikawa, um, Xander, as I mentioned. There, you know, there's a couple guys, and Morikawa came out and said, "Nope, sorry, I I put my milk in before my cereal, but I'm not joining Live." Um, and then, um, as I called it, Brooks Kepka, next guy to jump. Um, and then the next one is Matthew Wolf, which. I'm surprised he wasn't there in the beginning, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they got a couple other um, additions, but really the big two are Kapka and Wolf, and that's just because they're the only two, rel- I guess, names, but both fit exactly what Live Golf is right now. Has yeah. been. Okay. So you got like, I, li- I liked Brooks. Um, he, you know, always turn it on for the majors, but he was just the, he was the guy that was going to go join live golf. I want golf to be 14 holes. I want to only play in majors or big events or whatever. Um, and so, and then he just hasn't, hasn't competed. I know he's had injuries or whatever, but he hasn't competed in the past couple of years. And so that kind of fits criteria a little bit. And then Matt Wolf, like I said, at I was almost more surprised that he joined now instead of back then, but he's, he's on the tour or on the live golf, uh, international series or whatever they call it. Um, now. So yeah, but I mean, okay. So, you know, again, props to you for calling Kepka. I was hoping 
that he wouldn't go just because, you know, I, I liked Brooks. Um, but there's, there's been some more stuff that has come out with, with the live stuff, um, that I'll, I'll mention here in a minute, but, um, but yeah, I, I'm surprised Wolf didn't go from the beginning. Um, and especially like, you know, mental health is a huge thing in America right now. And, you know, he took his year off or his eight months off, whatever it was, which props to him for getting it figured out. Like I know everybody's battling their own demons. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely get help. Um, no shame in getting, you know, there's no shame in getting help, but think about it. Like, like is Greg Norman going to let Matthew Wolf take eight months off again? If he's like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going back into a dark place. Like I can't play golf right now. Like Jay Monahan would have been like, absolutely take, you know, take the time that you need because he's done it before. Like he, you know, he said, you know, take the time that you need, but is Greg Norman going to sit there and be like, Oh yeah. Like go do your thing. Absolutely no. not. Like well, no, because chance. it's, it's not Greg Norman who's forking over the cash. <laughs> There's some, yeah. The people behind it, they don't care. No, they we do see not what care. they do that we see what they do to people, right? They don't care about your mental. Like we do PGA tour does. They don't care. Yeah. Play golf for me. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Play golf for me. Make, That's what they make expect. me look better. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, to, to jump into that a little bit, I don't, I don't know if you know, I don't think I've sent it to you. Um, so this, you know, this week it's in Portland. Um, I can't remember the town for the life. Of me. Um, but nonetheless, it just so happens that uh, there was a few years ago, there was a 15 year old girl, I think, um, that was, you know, tragically killed by a hit and run um, in this town uh, where the golf event is being held. Um, and the main suspect was somebody from Saudi Arabia. And turns out, like, it got reported. Um, they had him tagged as the, the main suspect. They had a tracker on him. And two weeks later, they found his tracker in the middle of a gravel road and all of his stuff gone and they didn't hear from him or didn't hear about him like until I think the article said it was like 13 months later where the Saudi Arabian government was like oh by the way like he's he's here with us hmm. so he essentially you know kills this girl with his car um, I guess there was construction going on in the road or maybe like it was like a a stated crosswalk and with the traffic or whatever, you know, other cars were letting her go and he swerved around to try to get around these people and then hit her. Um, and so the very town that this Portland live is going to happen is the exact same town where there was essentially a Saudi Arabian murder of an American girl. So again, we're rolling into these, what are we doing here moments? Um, with the live. And I, you know, reading into that article a little bit, you know, I, I have a sister that's 18, you know, I know you have a sister that's still in high school. Like I, it, that's just what it made me think of is like how yeah. frustrating it would be for me to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to go to this event when, you know, one of my own, my own being American at this point, but yeah. one of my own was killed by the people putting this on essentially. 
And I guess yeah. in this article, they were also talking about like, this is not new. Like it's a thing where a lot of times on college campuses, like Saudi Arabian people that are over here for school, you know, they get involved in sexual assault or, you know, any type of crime like that. And it just so happens that they're back in Saudi Arabia within, you know, days, like their government doesn't want them to get in trouble here. So they send a plane over and they send the plane back. And I guess it's happened multiple times. Um, you know, I don't know all of the cases, but it has happened in the past and it happened again in this town. And, you know, there were some members that have left the, the course now, um, which props to them. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, they're not getting their deposit back by any means. I saw one guy say, but, you know, he just can't. He can't be at a place that supports that. Um, no. It's ran by a, the same company that's going to be in the Boston area. Um, Escalante Golf, I think they're based out of Texas. Um, I tried to do a little bit of digging into them, but couldn't really find much. Um, tried to look up the course that is going to be holding this. Um, not much Twitter um, information since like 2020, maybe. So they're, they're silent on social media, it seems like, which now it's probably a good idea to stay silent on social media because who knows what's going to happen now? Uh, you know, is there going to be any type of protest for this? I mean, I don't know. I, if yeah, I, I wonder, it, it's just tough, man. Yeah. I wondered, I guess that's a good, um, good point because you know the first event was in london which you know we didn't hear a whole lot about i don't know much about that course other than you know what i saw but it will be interesting because clearly they're gonna host a number of events in the u.s i know that um yeah it's portland boston chicago um i i don't know the rest of them but i know those are at least ones uh that are that are top of mind and it'll be interesting to see what the reaction is from members, from um, people from the area, especially when you have stories like that, which I did not know uh, coming into this. But um, yeah. yeah, it just it, it bothers me, of course, for so many reasons, because at the end of the day, the average person isn't going to think into this. Um, they're just going to be like, this is golf and I'm going to the event. I just personally and we both have talked about how we just can't get behind it we're going to talk about it because it's in the golf world. Like it's just inevitable. We, you know, you have people like Kepka and uh, Dustin Johnson and Phil going to this that are big names. So it's hard not to talk about it and the impact it has on the game of golf, which we'll get to specifically at the PGA. Um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the response is from members and clearly people already backing out. Um, I, I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, there's going to be people that they're, you know, if players are getting money, these courses are getting money to host these events clearly. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what type of courses um, accept live events in the U S and if they maybe resort to, you know, having a lot more of their events be international um, rather than U S based. Cause I just don't think that it's going to be a warm welcome from a lot of courses. Um, oh, especially absolutely ones not. that are clearly associated with, the PGA tour. And if you can't play the courses that are associated with the PGA tour, like there's, of course there's courses out there that you're going to be able to find and put on good events, but I don't know. It's just like, 
we're going to see the same couple rotation courses. Like if you really want to, you want to see Southern Hills, you want to see the country club, Augusta, which clearly Augusta is just the masters, but you want to see courses like that. You don't necessarily want to see some of the other courses all the time. Um, so I don't know, but that's, that's interesting. And, uh, think into it because yeah, it's so much more than the golf being played in, in these live events. So. Yeah. It's that curtain that we're talking, that we were talking about, you know, early on, right? Like yeah. you can't tell me Greg Norman's going to peel back that curtain and say, Oh, well, people that I work for had a direct hand in getting a criminal out of the country. Yeah. That's not great. And yeah. I, it's unfortunate that these, you know, that these American players aren't seeing that. Um, I really wish that they would. I also saw that there was like the, I, I don't know what the official group is, but the families of the, the families and friends of 9-11 survivors or, you know, the people that have, that were killed tragically there. Um, they all sent an open letter to the PGA, you know, to the members that have stayed. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, growing up, we learned about it in school, but I guess, you know, being the conflict that it was, I always thought it was, you know, Iraqi people or Iranian people or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but turns out like a good majority of them were from Saudi Arabia. So again, we have direct ties to where Americans are dying because of Saudi Arabians. And I, don't get me wrong. Not all, you know, I can't imagine that all Saudis are like that. No, 100%, but it's this government that they that we're working with has had a bad rap and continues to have a bad rap. And, um, you know, it's a shame, you know, it's kind of like the, you know, the one M&M that's bad in the bowl, right. It doesn't make them all bad, but that one M&M is the one that you're going to remember. So it's like, I don't know. I I just wish that the guys would open their eyes a little bit more and, and understand that it's just not good. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not good for that reason, of course, but we've talked about it. It's not even, you know, take that part away and see what the product is that's being placed in front of us. It's not good. It's not good. Like still you are grabbing guys from the PGA tour that just aren't who I want to watch. I'd rather watch, you know, Xander win or Rory win or JT or Morikawa or even Cantley, like guys like that. They don't have those guys on that tour. They're taking guys that, yes, again, headline grabbers, Brooks Brooks Kepka joins live golf. That's going to grab headlines. That's going to turn heads a little bit. And then you watch the golf and you're like, okay, this is, I don't want to watch Charles Schwartz win. I don't want to watch DJ win. They have no reason to like want to win. They already have this guaranteed money. So I don't know, well, but as we've talked, yeah. guaranteed now new development, but we'll get to that. Yeah. I mean, we can just jump right into it now. The what is coming out? I, I guess explain it a little bit, kind of what you saw on Twitter. Yeah. So um, Charles Schwartz will win the first event. Um, he wins 4.7 million after his individual win, his team win, and then the incentives, I guess, throughout the round. Um, but notable uh, PGA guy, Brandel Shambly, um, kind of talked about, you know, he's he's a big person that's standing up for the PGA Tour. And in the past, like, 
for those listeners that are around Indiana, um, he's, I always thought he was kind of like Dan Dockich a little bit to where yeah. he, he absolutely made good points sometimes. And it, those points were kind of like, like, am I really agreeing with this dude? Like I cannot be right. But he's saying the right things. Cause he's just saying facts. Now, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes he carries on and it gets a little, you know, a little annoying for sure. So I kind of put Brandle in that um, type of folder for a long time. Um, but here recently, you know, it's, it's coming out that he's not like that. And that's, that's partially on me because I wasn't really looking into it. I was just seeing like the headlines and stuff, but um, he, he's big on Twitter and somebody was asking him about Charles Schwartz winning that 4.7 million. Um, and we don't know all the details yet. We're hoping to find some, um, you know, maybe an article or something that comes out. Um, but that 4.7 million has yet to be paid. It's my understanding. And that 4.7 is going against his guaranteed money that the original contract was offered. So if he was offered, you know, we'll call it 10 million. He's now knocked it down to what? 3.25 million because he won that first tournament. So the payouts are, suspect right now and well you know, the way the- yeah the way i understood it was and again i mean there's more to come out um about this but the way i understood it is you know they gave him 10 million dollars or whatever you know we'll just make, make it even numbers gave him 10 million dollars because he's already gotten 10 million dollars he, he basically doesn't yeah like he doesn't get that 4.7 that's just like, we already guaranteed that to you. So you're not getting like, we're not giving you, you're not now making 14.7, you're still making 10. And until you, it's kind of like a, a draw of like, okay, once you exceed 10 million, then we'll pay you out. You know? Yeah. That's so the way like, that I'm understanding it too. So there's no, like there's incentive to win. I'm sure like you're, if you're any, you know, sort of competitive, which a lot of these guys aren't, um anymore at least um you know you still kind of want to win and and play golf and you know do well but i mean there's not like why would i grind to on a on a friday or saturday like why would i grind to win i already if i'm dj already got 150 in the bank this is it's not like i'm getting 157 now i'm I'm still making 150 he's never gonna get to a point he's not gonna win i don't know how many events that is to exceed 150 so now this is this is speculation this is what we've heard maybe we're wrong uh we'll see but that's that's what we saw and that's the way i understood it is why would i now of course there's the guys that didn't get guaranteed money or big guarantees so they would want to win um beyond that but yeah for the big guys that are getting attracted by these 100 million dollar contracts what's the incentive you're not gaining anymore from the yeah, way you're not, you understand it now. Yeah. You're not gaining anything and you know, you're not getting it in the first place. Like that was the, one of the big things that caught my eye was that Brandel was talking about how he's got people that are close with, you know, every tour around the world, you know, and um, he's got people that are close to the players that are over there and those players haven't received any type of money yet. So 
are the payouts coming? Are the payouts really that big? You know, they always talk about how we have this, we have this empty or, you know, we have this huge pocket of cash and yeah, the bottomless pit of cash. And so far to what we know, we haven't even seen a dollar of it. Yeah. I, I can see that being pulled with some people, but if I'm Dustin Johnson and I'm negotiating with this place, I'm, I'm not announcing anything until you give me something. So up front for sure. Now, not everybody's being taken care of. So I just, there, there needs to be more details that come out before we like fully dive into this, but yeah, it's all, it's live golf. What do you expect? Yeah. Too good to be true. So we'll see, but, but it has created um, good things for us as PGA tour fans um, and, you know, just everybody in the world of golf, things are starting to uh, be revamped a little bit, maybe rethought uh, Jay Monahan, uh, PGA tour commissioner had a players only meeting on Tuesday uh, leading up to the travelers where, you know, it was kind of like you're in or you're out, like kind of type of talk where it's like, these are things that we're going to do. You're with us or, you know, you're not whatever. Um, but we want you here and here's how we're going to try to keep you here. Um, essentially they're increasing the purse of a number of events throughout the year. They're going to kind of a January to, um, kind of like a traditional calendar year, uh, schedule compared to what it is now where the season starts officially what, like September ish. Yeah. So usually they go through. August start the playoffs in August there's like a two-week break you have the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup whichever whichever year it is I think you have like a week off two weeks off and then you're back at the Sony Open or the Tournament of Champions or whatever that first one is right so and then that kick it it, it always kinds of you know it kind of throws people for a loop a little bit so I, I like that change where it's like we're starting in January and we're gonna do this um so that that's cool um, but essentially, I mean, the biggest thing is that they're increasing the purse and the schedule for this, be, but by doing that is, it just seems loaded to me from yeah. a golf uh, perspective. So, uh, this is from Dylan Deathler on, uh, on Twitter. He's a writer for golf magazine. So the way that he laid it out is we'll have the century tournament 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 of champions, forgive me. Um, that is in January. It's a $15 million purse. We'll have the Genesis Invitational. That's in February, $20 million purse. And then March is loaded because you have Bay Hill at Arnold's place, $20 million. You have the players, golf's fifth major, which, yeah. you know, the unofficial fifth major, $25 million. Um, and then you have match play, which is $20 million. So you have those three events, which are already kind of, you know, big events anyways. Um, and then of course you have the masters in April, um, in May, you have the PGA championship in June, they're going to do the Memorial, uh, $20 million purse. Caleb and I are trying to make a bag strip out there next season, or, but this isn't, unfortunately, this isn't until 2024, right? So, uh, I thought it was 23, maybe. Maybe I saw differently. I'm not sure for sure. We'll we'll look real quick. But um, so this is so memorial twenty million dollars, 
um, and then the U.S. Open in June. And then July, you have the Open Championship as we're approaching right now. And then August, you would have the playoffs. And then they announced a fall international series where they would travel you know, across the world and do some events um, in different countries and uh, across the world there. So, yeah, but those are only like the top, however many, right? Yes. Like they're, those are, those are going to be those no cut events yep. that, but it's my understanding that guys are still going to be able to earn points for those. That's what I saw. There's like, um, from what I saw, there's going to be kind of the top of the top guys that are, you know, kind of competing in those. And then there is also along with that uh, opportunities for other guys to get points and keep their cards for the next season. Okay. So everybody still is playing golf, but it's kind of two different tiers from the way I understood it. Um, Either way, this is very, I, I think this enhances the golf season. I think it gets it in a good order. January through August, you know what the schedule is. Fall gets interesting because, yeah, it's the no-cut, top players competing, things like that. And then you got the guys grinding to, you know, keep their card or get, you know, points or whatever, uh, how that works. Um, what are what are your thoughts on, on all of this and some of the changes that are being proposed right now? Yeah, I like it. Um, you know, a, an easier schedule, at least on paper, I think, um, you know, it allows – the the bigger tournaments to still get an increase of cash which on the flip side of that like the the tour has come together and found like what i think the total adds up to like 160 million that they're going to add to these tournaments which you know some people out there are like well if this is just randomly found on a wednesday how did we not find it sooner like that kind of thing which i absolutely begs that question um you know that's where i think competition as far as tour goes um you know it shows where the in the pga can improve and they're working towards those um again the the live tour is not it as far as the competition goes um but you know in most cases competition proves well um and i think we're seeing it here yeah i think um my read is that the money yeah i wish it about found sooner um, but we're going to have a lot more commercials, I would assume. Yeah, that's my <laughs> fear. And again, man, I was watching there. They were on the tee box on 18 and they showed a commercial. No, I'm sorry. On 17, they were on 17, showed a commercial that wasn't even the playing through. Like there's, I understand there's only four guys out on the course. I get it. But, you know, show the conversation with the caddies, like, you know, show, I don't know. The walk up to the green to me is still going to be more exciting than watching, you know, there was a BMW commercial. Like I, again, I get it. Sponsorships are sponsorships. That's how they get money is, you know, with those people paying for those slots. But, you know, they, they showed the pretty in-depth conversation between um, Tagala and his caddy. And, you know, we couldn't hear it clearly necessarily, but, Um, you could pick up enough to where they were, they both agreed upon the shot that was going to be taken. Now, whether I think the caddy was trying to tell him, you know, maybe go out to the right a little bit where the lip isn't as high, whatever it was. Um, but they still agreed and they were like, Hey, you know, let's rock and roll. Let's do it. And I want to see 
those conversations more than I want to see them, you know, a, a BMW i8 that I'm never going to afford. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just like, it's, yeah, again, it's hard because they got to make money somehow and they got to, you know, this is honest money. Um, and, and the PGA tour, we're not having a government fund for this so that, you know, that has to be made from av- advertisers and sponsors and all that. But yeah, the broadcast could definitely use some work. And I fear that yes, a, a bunch of money has been found randomly, um, most likely coming from either, you know, strengthened sponsors or, um, more sponsors, uh, which means they, you know, in turn, their businesses as well, they're going to want something. They just don't want to give up money to give up money. Um, yeah. so hopefully there's a better way to broadcast that, but yeah, but, um, I'm looking at this. So it is 2024. Um, so we'll still have the normal kind of season that goes on through 2023, which is fine. Um, and then once 2024 kicks off, we'll have all these events. And then the way that it is, um, the way that it is kind of breaking down everything is that the FedEx, uh, cut playoffs will feature revised fields. Um, the top 70 will make the first event in the playoffs. Um, top 50 will make the BMW championship. Then top 30 will compete for the FedEx cup at the tour championship. The top 70 who qualified for the first playoffs will be fully exempt for the following season, including invitationals. Anyone outside of that can improve uh, his status in the fall events at the conclusion of which then the top 125. So another, what, uh, 55 or so will be fully exempt for the following season. Um, And then they're also making room for three international no-cut limited fields. Um, which would be taking the top 50 from the FedEx Cup and top performers from the fall. Um, and then th- there's still some details to be rolled out by that. So, which the changes. top 125, I mean, that's still, that doesn't change because at the end of the year, it's the top 125 that gets to keep their card anyway. Or, yeah, I you think know. it was, yeah, I think it's just that they, anybody that's not in the top 70, can then grind it out in this fall series and then get in for that to that 125 and some additional yeah. events while the other guys are playing in some no cut, um, probably high purse uh, events while that's going yeah. on. So either way, I think it makes for an exciting uh, season for 2024. I think that this is a good response to that. Keep, you know, Hey guys, we're, we're adding more money. We're making it more interesting. Um, we're going to have some of these, you know, type of events, but it's going to be later in the year. Um, so I think it's, I think it's a good way to keep the the top guys in it with the PGA tour. Um, and you know, I mean, money's still going to talk. They're not guaranteeing money, which is a change that some people want to see. Um, but they are, you know, doing what they can do, um, and increase the purses for these, uh, tournaments, which is, which is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. A lot of pro golf uh, talk on this one. There's not a lot going on this upcoming weekend um, with, you know, I think there's the the John Deere, um, which the field, I mean, thing, here's the thing. We're a couple weeks out from the open championship, which is across the pond. So, you know, people are preparing for that. They're going to be playing in the Scottish open ahead of that kind of getting used to, that type of golf out on the other side of the the earth. Um, So not a lot of kind of exciting things going on. 
Um, but that's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely address the, that as it goes on. And if anything really pops up from this live event, uh, this weekend, but, um, wanted to get into another edition of this or that Caleb, are you ready for this one? I am ready for this one. Um, okay. It's, it's interesting for sure. Okay. So, um, I, I, I've been thinking, you know, just been kind of like thinking what these different golf scenarios, what, uh, how can we make things interesting? How can we, you know, really break it down in these hypothetical sense? Uh, we're going to start kind of getting more hypothetical. The past couple of this or that have been realistic. We'll do realistic ones from time to time. Um, but let's go ahead and dive into this one. So here's what I'm thinking. You get an opportunity to play one round with your favorite pro, but with that round, you play terrible. I mean, I'm talking shanks. I'm talking can't hit it out of the sand like me at Prairie View. I'm talking just can't do anything right. But you get to play with your favorite pro. Or or you play the round of your life. This is one round. Both of these are, are one round. Or you get to play the round of your life in front of three of your, you know, whoever you choose, whether it's your buddies, your family, you know, people that you are competitive with, whatever. But you can only pick one of those. Caleb, okay. what do you pick in that scenario? Um, man, that's that one's tough. Because um, I think you know, you and I both, if we were going to pick a pro to play with, we'd play with Tiger. I mean, let's, yeah. let's get that out of the way. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm going to go with the buddies round of your life with your buddies yeah. because you can always hold that over them. Like, Hey, I shot a 64. You guys shot an 80. Like I beat you guys by 16. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I yeah. think I'm, I think I'm going to go with the buddies. It's tough. Because, yes, I agree. It's like you have that bragging rights over those three people, right? Oh, I played, I I shot seven under par or I shot, yeah, whatever, right? Whatever you define your round of your life, like be, you know, realistic. We're not talking hole in one on every, every hole, but no, you know, hey, breaking par, having a really good round, beating everybody, whatever. Um, But I just, I don't, I don't know if I can turn down a round with Tiger Woods. I, like, yeah, I, I get that. There's the embarrassment factor where it's like, oh, dude. I, I mean, even playing like, there's just times where I have those rounds where I'm, I'm just not doing well. I've had, I think I've had one with you pretty recently where I'm like, God, I can't get this ball off the tee. <laughs> like I was just having a bad day, and uh, and, and you know, it, the embarrassment starts to add up. You start getting in your head, um, and to do that in front of Tiger, you know, he'd get annoyed. You know he'd be. Oh, like, absolutely! God, come on, dude, pick up your ball and let's go. Like riding the yeah. cart or walk with me. Like just don't hit another ball. So there, are, there's that factor. But like, Caleb, I call you. I just played with Tiger Woods. Are you really gonna ask how I played? N- probably not. Like, okay. at least not at first. I, I think I would wonder. Like, yeah, you know, hey, like you know. Did you did you break a hundred? You know what? I guess it would also depend on the course, right? Like, I think if you know if I go out and play with Tiger at TPC Sawgrass, like I'm not breaking a hundred most likely. So like I would understand like, 
hey, like, you know, just how bad was it, you know, as far as you go, but, you know, how was playing with Tiger? Like, yeah. I, I get that. Um, but, yeah, that, that would be pretty crazy. It would be uh, – it's tough. I go back and forth because, yeah, there is that, like, I get to hold this over your head, Caleb. I shot a 64 while you shot an 85. Like, I beat you by, yeah. you know, a bunch of strokes. And, um, you know, we, I just played the round of my life. I I was chipping in. I was getting birdies. I was, you know, maybe even – maybe I got one hole in one, like, playing the best golf I'd ever had. But I just – here's the thing here here's kind of where i draw the line on this and why i think i would go with the round with the pro if i go into a clubhouse just randomly years down the road like i have that over you right but hey i shot 64 with my buddies one time okay bud sure i'm, I'm yeah. sure you did i played tiger woods i have a picture with tiger woods yeah oh you met tiger you know like that's that's what sells yeah. it for me is like the three people are gonna care in your group but that's it versus i played with tiger woods or even rory like i don't i played with one of the you know most famous people in the world one of my you know one of my personal heroes or whatever you call them like yeah i i just think that that's just i, I would take that regardless of how embarrassing it would be yeah i get yeah i could see that so I think it would it would be tough to like it would be that caveat, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, I played with you know, I played with Tiger, I played with Rory, I played with Xander. Yeah, I shot 40 over, but here's here's my picture with him. Like, I don't know. I think yeah, it's it makes for an interesting situation for sure. It does, it does, because yeah, again, the embarrassment would settle in. Um, you would wonder. Most people won't like you would ask, my dad would ask, like some of my closest, you know, friends would ask, but they want to ask it first. They'd be like, how is Tiger? Like, was, did he talk yeah. much? What stories did you ask? Or, you know, what stories did he yeah. tell you? What questions What's did you he ask like? What's he like? And then I'm like, yeah, I shot a 150 though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I don't know. I think that would just add to it though. Yeah. I like, would, I would have done the same thing. Like, nerves are going to be just flowing man. Oh, man butterflies in your stomach on every putt every t- off the tee like you know is he watching this shot like am i gonna am i gonna shank one am i gonna hit it at, am i gonna hit it at charlie and then i'm gonna ruin charlie's <laughs> golf career like you know i i would just i don't know that i could handle the embarrassment as far as like i'm wasting this dude's time now, one hundred percent, it'd be the coolest thing in the world. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm the kind of person where I don't like wasting people's time. Like, you know, I'm here's where I'm at. Here's where you're at. If we can't meet in the, meet in the middle, then we can't meet in the middle. Whatever. But you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to bother you. I don't want to. I don't want to make you yeah. wait like that kind of thing. So I just, from that aspect, I don't think I could do it. I, it would be the coolest thing in the world, but I just, I don't think I could do it. Yeah, I think like in the moment from your own personal feeling, you would want the round of your life because who doesn't want to play the round of their life? Um, yeah. But the the story that you can tell and I mean, just the fact like I, I've personally, you know, I we've talked about it. I've never been to a PJ Tour event. I've never really seen pro golf in action. So 
I would be mesmerized by Tiger that I think it would, you know what I mean? Like, I think it would kind of, that would, would win it for me. And I have the story. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. So it, it seems like you're still leaning that way. Are you, is your official vote still round, round of your life with your buddies? Yeah. I'm still going to say round of life with my buddies. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I, I guess real quick, is it going to be like straight up? I'm just embarrassing myself, or is it going to be like, hey, you know, we're laughing, we're joking the whole time, no matter who it is? Because at that point, like, if Xander and I are just choke, or, you know, joking around about, oh, I, oh, you hit another slice. Well, at least it didn't go thirty, you know, thirty yards to the right. At least it only went ten. Like, I can handle that. Like, you know, a good time kind of thing. Dude, but, I'm talking triple double, like triple quad bogeys on every hole. Yeah. See, nah. I'm I'm gonna go like with I'm talking. I am I talking do it. like the worst golf of your life. You cannot get a iron. You know you can't get a ball in the air. You're shanking. Like it's it's bad. But you're with Tiger, Xander, or Rory, or whoever. Yeah, I I I don't it. think I could do it. I don't think my personality <laughs> would allow me to do it. Understandable. I I say this now. I would feel terrible in the moment. But, oh yeah, you're apologizing after every shot. You're after the round. You're like, oh please don't ever. He's already he's already like getting escorted he's, off the course. He's like, God, he's, I'm not even gonna have a beer the, with this guy. Like, yeah, he's in the Genesis already. He's right. He's out. <laughs> well, okay, we're at we're at odds on this one, but um, either way, love to love to dream about either playing really good golf or playing with with Tiger or, or Rory. So, um. Okay, well, last thing I just want to do before we uh, end up this episode. So um, we're almost into July. I mean, we're up on 4th of July weekend. I want to see, you know, I know you didn't play a lot of golf uh, this past week, but we've talked about goals. We, you know, we always set up ourselves for the year, um, for the season, going into it of kind of where we want to be. Wanted to see kind of how you're feeling on your own personal golf game and uh, things that you're going to focus on going into the rest of the year or season? Yeah. So um, I'll be honest for the, the first time in a while, I guess um, I'm feeling decent with my irons um, or at least like distances now, whether or not they go straight or not, you know, I, I can't control that enough, but um, you know, growing up, starting out, you know, in middle school into high school, like I was never a long hitter with my irons. Like, you know, I, it got to the point where I would stop asking like, you know, players on my team, like, Hey, what are you hitting? Because they would say, Oh, I'm hitting, you know, a seven and I'm like with a four iron on a par three. Cause I just, I couldn't hit irons, you know, with any type of distance. Um, but now I'm really starting to, to get that form in. Um, I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. Uh, in an outing I played in not too long ago, I had, I think it was like 210 maybe. Um, I wanted to be short of the green um, as far as how the the green went. It was kind of like a turtle shell. So I knew if I was on the wrong side of the turtle shell, then I'd be in big trouble. Um, so I think it was like 210. I pulled a seven iron and like stuck it whole high. So I hadn't, I really haven't done that in a while. Um, you know, I had 185 yard shot 
again, I was just telling myself I want to be short. And I think I used a nine iron on that hole and I put it, you know, 10 feet shy. So it's like, I'm starting to get those distances with my irons and I'm, I'm excited about that. Well, good, good. Are you, uh, um, I, I guess everything else in your game, like I always notice if something's doing well, something else is lagging that was doing well before. Are you noticing that with anything right now? Yeah. So I've always been decent driving the ball and chipping. So I've never really had like major problems with those. Um, it's always been putting and it's always been iron. So at least in high school, I, you know, and into college, I could kind of get away with bad putting because my chips were, were decent. You know, they were above average for, you know, our segment here, but, um, but my, my irons were kind of lacking a little bit, which forced me to chip more to where I was probably one putting two putting more often, just because I was closer because of the chips. But now it's like my irons are starting to come around and my putting is just completely gone. Like I, mm. if I could put at all, I would be having some really good rounds just because, you know, I'm, I'm putting them on greens and regulation more often um it's just i'm i'm two putting i'm three putting everything it's tough that's tough i'm gonna be uh on the reverse of, of you a little bit um my short game has been as good as it's ever been which i'm very happy with i'm putting really well for my standard of uh of golf and uh i'm, I'm just feeling a lot more I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm having a good feel of my short game. I've always thought too much into it and haven't just like, I, I just either, you know, I'll, I'll, of course we're below average golfers. I'm going to have my moments where it doesn't go my way, but overall I'm, I, I'm starting to get a better understanding of hitting more consistent, um, you know, p uh, pitches or, um, or chips and feeling, you know, pretty good about those and, and landing them pretty good distance. And then with putter, I'm just, I'm putting really well. Um, and even at courses that have, you know, faster greens, it's easy to get caught up. And sometimes when you have slow greens, um, like some of the courses that we play, um, but even at, you know, purgatory, which has fast greens, especially on a 99 degree day with, with no rain in two weeks, um, you know, they're pretty fast and I was hitting some really good, um, I, I hit like a 15 footer for a birdie, which felt good. Um, but I, I just have good distance control on it and setting myself up for success. But my irons was probably the strongest part of my game last year. And I'm just so inconsistent with my irons right now. And it's like depressing. Um, oh yeah. Driver. I am again, I, and hitting it well, I'm just not, I need to learn how to hit it in better position or use a different club, um, in certain, yeah. you know, circumstances. Um, but, but yeah, short game is as best as it's been. Um, I think part of it is a couple of things. So, you know, I'm a new dad. Um, I don't play as much golf as clearly I was as a, you know, no, no kid um household so was able to play a lot more than i do now and um so i think that's part of it i, I don't have as much time to go do that um and then 
I just haven't with that as well. I don't have as much time to practice, but what I can practice at home is my putting, you know, yeah, like I've when heard I'm, you got a pretty good putting set up yeah. from, you know, somebody. Yeah. You know, just no big yeah, deal. No big deal. Just a, just a good friend of mine. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I got that and then I got a, a, a chipping net as well um from from my wife for christmas so like those are two things that you can work on through you know off season um but also just at home it's easy to just go putt five ten balls and just get a better feel of the putter um, yeah but but yeah so i don't know i just i'm not I, my scores aren't as good as they've been and i think that's because i've just been putting myself in some bad positions off the tee or with some of my iron shots but i'm able to scramble pretty well and, uh, and, and end up, you know, put myself in good position to at least make a bogey, uh, on holes where I probably deserve a double or triple. So, um, yeah, but yeah, Hey, still a lot of golf left in the season. I'll, we'll a lot, of, lot of golf right. left. Yep. A lot of golf. So, left. um, I know we haven't really talked and we're going to get into more course talk, um, as the podcast develops, develops, but, um, are there any courses that you're wanting to play this year that you haven't gotten out to uh, yet, at least here in the indie area? Yeah, so most of the time, um, I like to play a lot of east-central located courses. Um, I was able to get out to Bear Chase, Blue Bear, whatever it is now. Um, what happened with that, that course? Uh, yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I hadn't been able to play there in a while. I won't play there again for a while. Um, but a lot of times, you know, I'm playing with family either at Arrowhead or I'm playing in Henry County. Um, haven't gotten been able to get or haven't been able to get to any of the Henry County courses yet. Um, Memorial Park. Uh, let's see. Tri-County is over there. Uh, Valley View is a good one. Um, we'll have to go there sometime because it's a lot of fun. Um, and then Westwood um, they're in Newcastle. So they're, they have multiple courses that, you know, that are fun. They're good little tracks and I just haven't been able to get out there. So hopefully, you know, like you said, being a new dad, it's kind of hard to, to branch out a little bit, but, um, those are always courses that I, I like to play and enjoy playing with, you know, family. There you go. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, although I've played less, I've expanded my horizon on courses, um, naturally. Cause I moved, you know, 20 minutes away from where I was, uh, kind of more Northeast. So I, um, never played purgatory before, never played Prairie View before, never played, uh, Stony Creek or some of those courses that are in that area before. And I'm starting to get exposed to those, which they're harder tracks, but challenges my game a lot more, which is nice. Um, I want to make the trip so bad down to Fowl um, and Bloomington, the IU course. Yes, I want. I, it's expensive. I think we need to, but we need I, that needs to be a bag trip because I've heard it's better in the fall, just because it's more yes. beautiful. Uh, you know, with all the fall colors here in Indiana and all that. But um, I want to. I want to make it happen. I mean, it's expensive. It's a very very hard course from everything that yeah. I see. So I don't want to know what my score is going to be, but I do at least want to go experience that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's on, that's on my course bucket list. Um, as local as it is, like I, it is definitely on my course bucket list. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to make that happen and get some content. We are, 
you know, we're, we're always uh, brainstorming. And I think one of the next steps for bags um, beyond the podcast and even, you know, the video podcast is to um, start doing on course content. Um, We want to, you know, play against each other, play against other people that we know, um, give course reviews, things like that. Um, So that's, that's something that we both really want to get into. It's just a matter of, you know, figuring out the logistics and, honestly getting out to play um so yeah and yeah as well as on course content as far as you know the courses go we also want to get into on course content as far as products go which again up something season up to so excited yes uh yeah exciting times were um you've heard it by now in the episode uh, partnering with with Travis Matthew, which is a great uh, great brand. We've already read the the the, the ad by now, um, but we'll be getting some stuff to to show off and um, give some give some reviews of. And we're going to be doing that. There's this this year has been a little weird with um, golf. Like all the new drivers came out last year, and like with that, the irons came out. Um, I think Titleist just released a new driver, but neither of us play that yet. Titleist hit us up. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but so, uh, but we want to get into reviewing that stuff as well from a below average golf standpoint. You know, you're going to see the guys that are going to get really analytical and really, you know, kind of dive into stuff that probably doesn't matter to the below average golfer. And we want to show you, hey, this is these are two below average golfers. This is kind of what, what we feel when we hit this driver and what we, you know, what, what our experience is playing around with this. So, um, yeah, exciting stuff coming and up to something season for sure. So, um, okay. Final thing to end up the episode it's 4th of July, uh, upcoming this weekend on, on Monday. Um, so that's definitely going to delay next week's episode, which is fine because there's not a lot of golf going on again, between now and, and the open. Um, but Caleb, do you have any, uh, 4th of July traditions or anything golf related? And if not uh, any words on 4th of July. So, um, my family on my dad's side, we actually put on the city fireworks for Newcastle every year. Um, yeah. so not a lot of golf is played on 4th of July weekend. Um, mostly because we're out in the field preparing the fireworks um, a few of us have, you know, a license to handle some of the big boys. Um, I'm, I don't know if I sent it to you last year, but we had a 16 inch diameter shell, uh, for one of the fireworks last year that we were, that, you know, we all got to, to hold and whatnot. Um, so there it's the real deal out there. So we kind of focus mainly on that and, you know, I'll take my clubs out there and we'll chip around every now and then in between the downtimes or in the downtimes, but. Um, for the most part, I'm, I'm setting up fireworks for, for the show. There you go. Yeah, I know. Um, I know that's a big time for, for you and the family. So I'm glad that you get to, to, uh, do that every year. And I know that we played golf, but you're just, I think it was a couple of years ago. It was me, you and Gare Bear. It was the weekend. It yeah. was like the Friday or so before, but, um, yeah, I tried to make it a tradition to play the 4th of July morning before whatever goes on. 
Um, unfortunately, I don't know if that's going to happen this year with being a new dad and you have to logistically think a little because my wife, it was me and my wife that were going. So, um, logistically there's a little more that goes into playing around with her, but, um, so might try to make something happen. Maybe not on the 4th of July, but, um, but yeah, regardless, amazing holiday, Caleb, probably your favorite holiday. Dude, I tell you what, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Some of the, like, we pride ourselves on putting on a good show out there. Like my grandfather, you know, my grandpa and my uncle, they really go all in because, you know, that's, they feel like it's their duty, you know, to the city of Newcastle that they're allowed to do this. You know, they, the city, you know, funds most of it. So they want to put on the best show in town. Um, and a lot of times we hear that, you know, Hey, I've never seen a show like that before. You know, you know, I can't believe that you guys put this into the show because we've never seen that done. And like, that's something that we really take pride in. So I'm also the kind of person that get like, I like when others enjoy the outcome of what I did, not necessarily like, I don't want the credit all the time. Like I just want you to appreciate the product. Right. So, um, I don't care that anybody else knows that I've been setting up fireworks for the past, you know, 36 hours. Um, I just want people to enjoy the, you know, the 45 minute show that we put on. So um, I have, I have been known to get a little excited chills, (laughs) you know, happy tears. We'll call them just let's go. Cause by the time that we set them off, like we're right underneath them. So, you know, a lot of times for people, you know, the biggest part of the firework is feeling the rumble like deep in your chest or having, you know, having that feeling go through your body. So um, I get right underneath them. So that's all that I feel. And it's something that I get to do with dad. It's something I get to do with my uncle. So, you know, it's it it's pretty close, tight knit group. Um, And to be able to enjoy that with all of them, it's it's awesome. That's awesome. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. And, uh, and yeah, so that's glad to hear you have that tradition. I know how important it is to you. Um, and glad that you get to experience that with the family. So, um, well, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode. Like I said, next week's episode will be a little delayed. Um, just because of the holiday weekend, um, clearly Caleb's going to be very busy, um, setting up and then putting on the show. And then, um, again, there's, it's going to be mostly below average golf talk next week, which is exactly what we're here for. So, um, thank you everybody for listening again, follow us, Apple podcasts, uh, Spotify, and then now on YouTube, which we'll be promoting on our Twitter. Um, so where you'll be able to catch some more content, um, more from a video podcast perspective. And like we said, uh, get to a point to where we, Uh, We'll post some other content on there as well. But Caleb, as always, any last words? Yep. Um, Before we get to the the fun stuff, I will just throw out real quick. um, Shout out to Jimmy over at Trifectum. Um, Was able to get, you know, these hats made, um, got the polos made. Um, So thanks to them over there. Thanks to him. Uh, Looking to get a little bit more done with them um, in the future. Uh, hopefully we're going to have a merch store here in the, in the near future. So be on the lookout for that. Um, you know, all the stuff with Travis Matthew, we're excited for, um, can't wait to show those off. Can't wait to get that rolling. And then just like always 
even if you're a below average golfer, make sure you have above average fun, everybody. We'll see you next week.